Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and welcome to Hour of Discernment on September 4th, 2016. Uh, my co-host today is uh, Larry Phillips. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, Larry. Well, thank you all. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to, to this time of, of fellowship and learning. Well, you know, the thing of it, I don't know why I, you get so nervous. I mean, we're not talking to a mob here, but, uh, you know, you get a little mic fright. I get a little. But in other words, you know, Larry, you called me, I think, Friday. We had a, we had a fellowship. I, you know, there's a, and I really don't know how to, uh, I think I'm going to start out like this, Larry. You know, it was really a, uh, really kind of interesting to me. Uh, first of all, L- Larry, uh, you you graduated from the University of Kansas, right? Right. Uh huh. With a what, what kind of a degree did you get? Well, I had um, I graduated with a first of all I got an associate's degree in liberal arts, and then I went on to the university and got a bachelor's degree in liberal arts with a major in psychology and a minor in sociology. And then I did some graduate studies, of course, in in uh, psychology. And, of course, that was primarily humanistic, um, Kabbalistic <laughs> teaching. Yeah. Well, well um, I remember, what's that saying that the, when you first started college and that one, one professor told you, what's about, about, about it? How, how do you say that? They're about absolutes. First, the first thing you have to um, know, uh, if you're going to uh, uh, understand psychology, is that the only absolutes are the fact that there aren't any. Well, um, you know... Uh, that kind of that kind of what what is doesn't that completely eliminate God right from the get go? Yes, it does. I mean, of course, as you know, like we talked the other day, the <clears throat> the uh, most secular people at the at the social science level uh, have already negated. They say that these things, meaning higher uh, moral beings or or creation or the origin of the universe or anything that we might discuss, all of these things are unknowable. And because they're unknowable, you can't have any concretistic thinking about them. And because you can't have any concretistic thinking about them... um, the best you can do is describe the unknowable in terms that are culturally relevant. (laughs) 
but in 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 short, that that eliminates the God of the Bible. Exactly. God is, I mean, it, it's all God it's is all, absolute. Yeah, it's all Kabbalah. It's all Kabbalistic. In other words, the Kabbalah teaches that there is no um, that that everything is is you know either um, mystical, unknowable. Um, unseeable, unobservable, or third-dimensional. And so uh, the things that we can see doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that they're real <laughs> because there's a whole other world that is unreal and unknowable. And so you're comparing and contrasting the real with the unreal. Well, well, you know, you know, uh, 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 Larry, uh, I, I just re- feel re- really the last uh, five years of my life, I really feel blessed. And God is, I, um, I think I was, uh, you know, it's really easy today, especially when we have the computer in front of us, to get a little bit uh, out of balance. And so, uh, like, my website is uh, a lot of... Uh, a Roman history and um, and history on the on the Reformation and we and with and with today's uh, internet we have so much knowledge at our hand uh, at our fingertips and you know and so I, I was led to to name this little hour the hour of discernment, and this is Hebrews five fourteen. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, which those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In Isaiah five twenty, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, but darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet. And sweet for for bitter. And uh, what what I find uh, what I've found in my is is how little uh, history that I had, and how little little they really taught us what's happening in the practical world. I mean, in other words, uh, um, uh, I was raised a Lutheran, but raised didn't have any history of Luther and I never heard of John Wycliffe and John John Wycliffe was I think he passed away at around 1350 but he he was called the morning star of the reformation and you know uh I've been criticized be you know several times um that you know Walter you're out of balance in other words you talk too much about the Antichrist, you talk too much about Reformation history, too much about Rome, too much about the Jesuits. And, and uh, so, so, you, you know, uh, there's, the, there, we, we, and there's a lot to be said about knowledge. The Bible, it, it's a big study if you do a, a, put knowledge in the Bible, it's, you know, there's a lot to be said about, you know, and um, but you know the, the, what I'm getting at too, Larry is uh, is uh, 
is we live in such a a time where there's so much deception. They've lied for they've lied to us, especially. You know, I've heard this on the internet. People say um, you can't believe anything you've been taught. You know, and I that's kind of a trap. I, and I would say it's more so for the last four generations. But there was a lot of pr- practical experience in my life, uh, like building a like building a a little outbuilding, or flying an airplane, or driving an, driving a, a truck, or any kind of machinery. You have to have some practical knowledge of how it works. And so to say that we don't know, you know, but I understand, I, I understand what they have done, what, what has been done. And I had a friend of mine say, say to me, in, in the academic world, I always had a little, uh, you know, I felt like something was wrong. I mean, because I, I was the generation, uh, I graduated in 1962, and, and it was really heavy that you had to go to college to be, succeed. You had to go to college. And, 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 and here just, here just a, a couple months ago, I, 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 all my research is the word, the Kabbalah was not in my my vocabulary. I mean, it wasn't in my, I wasn't weaving the Kabbalah into, into Catholicism, uh, uh, into uh, all this, all the religions of uh, uh, Freemasonry, uh, uh, heliocentric. The Kabbalah is woven in until a friend of mine said, you know, Walt, he said, the, ac- the academic world is teaching the Kabbalah. You got a comment, Larry? <laughs> He's absolutely right. I mean, I I couldn't have said it better. In fact, uh, the Kabbalah is at the root of all uh, what they call liberal arts um, education, even as it relates to you know anthropology, sociology, uh, psychology. Uh, even geography, we know, and uh, it's it's um, you know it's a mystical interpretation of of supposedly the world, a mystical interpretation of the world, and you know people talk about you know esoteric methods and so on, you know, but the Kabbalah really it reached the height of its influence in the middle ages and um, of course it was it was rooted and grounded in babylonian paganism and uh, a lot of people don't realize that you know when when we're talking about the kabbalah we're talking about uh, what is what is supposedly hidden from humanity, the things that are hidden from humanity from the time of ancient Babylonism, Babylon, you know. And so it's, it, that's why they call it the hidden wisdom. And, of course, that's why it has a linkage to 
um, you know, the Masonic Lodge and a lot of the secret orders because this light or this Luciferian, it's actually Luciferian in origin, but this light of the divine, you know, was supposed to have been poured out in mystical union with those who were given certain hidden wisdom, you know. And it there's there's so much to it. I mean, even numerology and the Kabbalah has its own tree of life. It has its own magic. It has its own even their own jewelry. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's very widespread and it's a very interesting study. I had a fellow recently tell me I was talking a little with him about the Kabbalah, and uh, he said I don't want to know anything about it. You know, and I said, well. He goes, you know, I only want to know about Christ, which is fine, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, and I understand there's that there's there's that idea out there that if you if you know something about something that is evil or that is uh, apart from the Bible, that you're you're putting yourself in harm's way, so to speak. However. The Kabbalists were so influenced by it in our culture. You know, first of all, we know that the origin of the Kabbalah was in Judaism. But that's not, I mean, today it's gone full circle because the the Kabbalistic influence now is not only in the New Age, but it's also in modern-day Christianity. And, of course, what we have to understand is the occultic influence <clears throat> because really what the Kabbalah seeks to do is define the nature of the universe and the human beings and the nature and purpose of the human being's existence and all of this. In other words, ontological kind of questions. And uh, anyway, I, I think but, that... Yeah, go ahead. Well, and, and we have the term Talmudic Jews... And doesn't the Talmud come out of the Kabbalah? Yes, it's it's definitely uh, um, influenced um, by that. Um, could, could. It it's interwoven. I mean, in other words, um, if you people talk about, you know, that there's two kinds of uh, Kabbalahs. There's the Jewish and the non-Jewish. Well, again, we know that. <clears throat> The Kabbalah came out of uh, Judaism, and of course, the Jewish text uh, in the uh, Talmud was consistent with what was called universal ancient wisdom. <laughs> okay, and see, this is what brought about, especially uh, with the origin of this thought it brought about this age of reason and enlightenment. And the problem with it is, you know, as your friend told you, this age of enlightenment was what had such a huge effect upon the educational systems of the day. Not only in art, but in music, and in in so-called science, we we see that in the histories of science, and so um, yeah, it, it is so it is very widespread. It, and in 
So you almost have to get in the history of Jewish mysticism to really understand the relationship with the Talmud. Um, for an example, <clears throat> uh, Talmudic Judaism records its view of the proper protocol for teaching wisdom, um, and it suggests that Jewish um, influence around the esoteric uh, was at different parts of Jewish history, but here's the thing. It all originated from the idea that there was nothing knowable. And, you know, when they get into <clears throat> oral, the oral Torah given by God, Moses on Mount Sinai and also all that stuff, the big demarcation takes place in the mystic elements of the... Uh, of the, in other words, they take parts of the, the the story of creation, Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, Tree of Knowledge of Good and Evil, and all of that, and they say none of this is real. This is all just a mystical speculation. It's just a, even the the Mount Sinai and, and Moses on Mount Sinai. So during the Talmudic era, the early rabbis in Judaism. Uh, were really promoting this this what they call symbolic spirituality. It was just really something to talk about. It was a story. It was a good story. And by the way, this has come full circle in seminaries today. There's a lot of lot of seminaries that teach that there wasn't actually a, a, a tree of knowledge in good and evil. This is just just as there wasn't actually, a, you know, there wasn't actually a serpent, and, and and on and on and on. And so this is where the Talmud and its influence with the Kabbalah uh, brought had such an influence in not only Jewish history, but now we see it come full circle in in the university level systems throughout the world. You know. Well, tell me, talking on this subject and talking about the Kabbalah and the Talmud, could could we be labeled anti-Semitic? Well, yeah, I think that uh, what happens is, um, you know, the uh, there's there's certain uh, uh, rabbinic schools that put such an emphasis on the Kabbalah and the Talmud, that anyone that says anything against them is labeled, you know, sometimes anti-Semitic because they they think that we're attacking, you know, the physical aspects of, of the Jews, the physical Jews, and we're not. We're questioning the terminology and the symbology and the interpretation not only of scripture, but also there, meaning the the uh, roots in Judaism of of their interpretation of the world, and you know anybody that questions anyone's interpretation of the world, uh, it's real easy to come out of the corner and start fighting and 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 laying charges against people. But like for an example, <clears throat> with the Kabbalah on the origin of evil. For example, um, 
you know, this whole thing is dualism. And it it talks about the fact that there, you know, evil is is just a quality um that it can be talked on an equal basis with good. What is good or what is evil is just that's just a terminology. And you know that see that's where the universal mind at unity says that they, they even get to the point where they say that evil doesn't even exist. It's all a matter of terminology. And uh um so that there's a lot of teachings that uh, in the Kabbalah that really uh, talk about the levels of the soul and uh, yeah. talk, you know, and they say that the soul has three elements, you know, and they try to, uh, when but, they get into talking about these, and, and see, that leads to reincarnation and and, and all kind of things and, 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 and linguistic mysticism of the Torah and some of this stuff is really you know it, it's really uh, what what they do is they use terms to confuse people they use terms that people don't necessarily know and people don't do their research or they don't go and and find out what does this mean you know what 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 does the word mysticism means what does esoteric mean? What does dualistic cosmology mean? What does Zoroastrianism mean? Or Neoplatonism? All of these terms. Go ahead. Could it be be said to Larry, now, with Christ's ministry, uh, Christ's ministry refuted all of this? Yes. Christ said, you know, that it was all foolishness. The wisdom of the world was foolishness. And, um, he also said that all of the, you know, uh, and the Apostle Paul said the same thing. See, the Apostle Paul was <laughs> rooted and grounded in the uh, in the uh, Jewish religion, and he said it was all dung. That's what he called it, dung. And uh, well, the, know, re- the reason you, I'm Go ahead. The, the reason I'm bringing this out is, see, is the importance of the gospel. The gospel, the good news, Christ, and I, and, and we can see how uh, this uh, this this religion is a man-centered religion, and the gospel completely destroyed destroyed this, and and set us free from all of this. And um, I, it, and and how does how does Satan uh, work? He works through deception, and I find these these Bible verses very interesting. First <clears throat> Corinthians three eighteen, three it's three Colossians three eighteen. It's let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in the world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. And I see. I see, and, and, and there's, and, and when we understand the academic world, you know, and the, and the, I'm talking about every university. I'm talking about the academic world today in 2016. 
that they are teaching they are teaching a man centered religion and and th- this is why the the gospel is so important because we have been given eyes to see and we can discern from this good and evil because when we, our hope is in Christ and the faith of Christ and in Second uh, Thessalonians two three, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. <clears throat> in First John three seven, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. <clears throat> From hence let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Now, just a second uh, here. I'm going to let... Okay, okay. you might want to mute your mic, Adiola, and you're on the call. Mute, okay. Okay. you know because it it gets it it gets back to to knowledge see how, how much you know i i i see i see a, an imbalance today because of the academic world and the fact that they've take they've taken over and all of the whole academic world is takes the credibility and that's the reason kabbalah is so is so so woven in because it takes the credibility because the Bible used to be the cornerstone of learning. And in this, in America, in America, our heritage is the Bible. Now the liberals will, will raise their hair what I just said. But the, what what is made this country produce and what it is today is God's word. The Reformation Give us the Bible. And see, it is important to know some of this history. I'll give you an example. I'm not going to go into it. But the average person doesn't know what the Spanish Armada was all about. See, and it's important. Just type in Spanish Armada and find out what the goal of the Spanish Armada are the gunpowder plot of 1605. I mean, when you understand some of this, you'll, you'll see how important it is, the Bible is, and, and any time you take the Bible out of a culture, you have poverty. I mean, it's, it's evidence, the history shows us, and that's the reason why this country, we, we, we have been wealthy, we have been wealthy because of God's, of God's word, of the salt that's in this country. And it's not in the government. Our backbone, our culture is that Bible. And, 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 when, and when, you're, when you are, you, you get your, your, your belief system, when you understand who Christ is, and that's our only liberty. We're not getting any liberty from the government. Governments have always been there to break things up and take things away. 
Governments never produce anything. What produced all this food, and for a long time, I mean, we still are, even to this day, we produce abundance of food. And it's not because of the government. We would produce more if it wasn't for the government. It's because of the Bible and the Reformation. And the more this country has turned to idolatry, you're going to see less production. We're going to be just like South America. Why? It's because of idolatry. There's more idolatry in Washington, D.C. per square foot than any other part of the United States. It's all the way through. And it's Rome. The more that Rome has got a seat in this country, the more idolatry you're going to have. That's what the Spanish Armada was about. They were coming on England. They sailed 160 ships against 60. And the English were able to combat them, and they got the help of the weather and a windstorm, or we'd be all speaking Spanish today. How many people know that? See, it is important to know some knowledge because, you, you know, you know we, we need to... We need to, because uh, 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 to, to the, 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 the center, the, the more Christ-centered you are, the more, the, 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 you know, there's a lot of ills in this country. We've had a lot of ills. We've got, you know, you could name all the negative. But I'll tell you, I, you know, the la- I, I'm a baby boomer. In the last 50 years in this country, we've had a cakewalk. Now, we're looking ahead, and it doesn't look good. But we are Christ-centered. And like this election that's going on right now, in 2016, we, we can see right through it. Because this, I mean, people are looking for a man and in this case, a woman to take us out of this problem. They're looking at a, they're looking at a Jezebel or a man to take us out of this this problem we're headed for. And it, it's you know there's there's parts of this uh, the, of the founding of this country that I'm not going to get into right now, but that Bible is the only truth we have because if. The the, the 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 religious world today is teaching the Kabbalah. Roman Catholicism, that uh, uh, little beanie that the Pope wears. You know, there, you know, and it can it can be actually said this, and I know I've already got two hate mail, hate emails. On this subject, because I and I was real careful how I talk about this. But you, you, you have you have to you have to realize that mystery Babylon the Great is much bigger now. Not don't get me wrong. There's people that attack me. It's bigger than Rome. It's mystery. Babylon the Great, 
And Larry, am I out of bounds? But that the that Catholicism is into some it teaches Kabbalah in the Kabbalah. Oh, I mean, they're openly. Um, I mean, if you were to sit down with Pope Francis and ask him uh, if he sees value in the study of the Kabbalah, he would absolutely affirm it. Absolutely, and because the Babylonian um, influence on the Kabbalah is no more than the Babylonian influence on Roman Catholicism. I mean, and today, of course, Christian, uh, many Christians, you know, welcome in seminary the study and influence of the Kabbalah, you know, and the influence of the Kabbalah on their interpretation of Scripture. And that's why you see, for an example, today, the denial of the actual virgin birth of Christ, the denial of, uh, you know, Daniel in the lion's den and and the, and the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire and and also, of course, the uh, crossing over the Red Sea. These are all symbolic. Uh, these are all just great mythology, mythical stories to further uh, get a conception of God or and the fact that God really is not knowable, you know. And uh, but see what the Kabbalah has done is rejected the God of Israel, who sent His Son Jesus Christ. In fact, we can see that. I mean, if you talk to uh, the Jews today, they will be the first to tell you that the uh, uh, the Messiah is yet to come, and they're still looking for a Messiah, and so therefore. Um, and and by the way, if you take a university class, I took I took a class at KU in the world religions, and you know, and the professor in that class made it adamantly clear that religion was only a quest for God. He was teaching the Kabbalah, making that statement. Religion was only a quest for God because God is unknowable. And see, this is back to your question about its impact on evolution and Darwinian theory. If you go full circle today in Christian circles, Christianity has the same vernacular as we find in the Masonic Lodge. The Masonic Lodge calls it the grand architect of the universe. And in modern Christianity, we call it intelligent design. And the reason they both can agree is because it takes millions and millions and millions of years through an elaborate carbon dating and all other kinds of measurements to quantify and qualify how man came into being. (laughs) <laughs> well, and you already mentioned I was the next thing I was going to mention, and because the Freemasons they they openly admit that their religion came from the Kabbalah. I mean, right. that's in 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 uh, my friend my friend Dave and I when we were doing a little research on NASA. NASA is 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 nothing but a, but Freemasonry. I mean, Freemasonry was controlling. It controls NASA. 
It's their religion. The Kabbalah is their religion. The Big Bang, the Big Bang came out of the Kabbalah. And and the reason I say this is like what I'm getting at here is I want the listeners to understand. I got some hate mail said, oh, because um, uh, because I sent some information out about uh, the author Edward Henry. And he, this particular person said, uh, he's a Jew hater. He's a Jew hater. And no, no, he's not a Jew hater. That's an easy way. There's two groups of people out here, and I used to be on one of them. It's the Jesuits run everything. The Jesuits run everything. See? And then there's a group out here that want to uh, debate. No, it's the Jews. No, no, it's the Jesuits. And I, I found it very interesting when I got into the Kabbalah. I mean, some of the information that, I, that I've read from uh, Edward Henry's book. Uh, it's, you know, and I'm, you know, is, uh, is the fact that, uh, excuse me, I, I lost my trend of thought there. <laughs> well, one of, one of the things I would like to, you know, confirm what you're saying, I mean, if anybody wants to validate what Walt is saying, there's a lot of material that's, you know, on the internet. Uh, in fact, NASA even had a specific, um, you know, back in 2013, uh, they they actually welcomed the Kabbalah Center. There's a center, by the way, that's called the Kabbalah Center, and it focuses on all of the teachings of the the Kabbalah. And, um, I want to read you just one short little thing. On February 28th, I was, well, I, uh, this fellow was invited to speak at the uh, Kabbalah Center from NASA. And he's talking about, you know, how NASA has embraced the uh, Kabbalah teachings in a NASA center. This is, and he says, in addition to the lecture, we presented all the attendees with special editions like many Zohars with a NASA name imprinted on each cover. Every single NASA scientist took the Zohar, which is, of course, a uh, Kabbalistic um, teaching, along with a copy of the Kabbalist Ray, Ray Berg's book, Nano. Okay. So it, yeah, it's very prevalent in that in that <laughs> one thing. One thing I I I wanted to I, my train of thought I wanted to illustrate is you see it's very important. See when somebody attacks you and said uh, he, he's blaming it all on the Jews. He's blaming it all on the Jews. They the the, the it, it, you have to de- look up the definition of crypto. But the Jesuits are crypto-Jews. Look up the word crypto, and before people, I know a lot of people will dive off the deep end when I say anything like this. I, I've, I, I've, I've talked to people, and I know what, how they think, because I used to think exactly the same way. But I'll tell you how, how the Jesuits have done. If you look up, the, 
that old rooster. I'm competing with that rooster out here now. Um, <laughs> uh, if you look up in the in the on the internet for the the father of the Big Bang, you will come to George Lementry. And he's supposed to be the father of the Big Bang. So you've I've heard people say on both sides, they say, oh, they use the Jews as front people. They use the Jews. Listen, they're going both ways here. They're going both ways because George Lementry is not the father of the Big Bang. It came out of the Kabbalah. That's where it come from. You know. It, yeah, and by the way, one of the top Kabbalah students, and I'm not proud of it, but uh, very well known, a guy by the name of Billy Phillips. No relation of mine, by the way. <laughs> but um, if you want to, if you want to find out a little bit about Billy Phillips and his, he's a student of the Kabbalah, big time student of the Kabbalah, and uh, his relationship to NASA. And he calls it NASA's spiritual roots. is is rooted and grounded in the. Uh, in fact, he in there's a foundation. It's called Fair Education Foundation. And he wrote a book. Uh, he wrote an article called "The Spiritual Roots of NASA's Big Big Bang Premise." You know, and he goes through the whole premise of NASA and and their. You know their whole hypothesis of how they came up with this, and um, you know, and uh, <laughs> well, I'll just read you. I'll just read you one little blip here. This is really interesting. Um, the alleged big bl- big blast occurred 15 billion years ago. Their energy turned to matter and formed the Earth 4.6 billion years ago. All the points of light called stars, which we can see with our eyes and with normal telescopes, are said to be many light years away. The invisible but technology-manufactured galaxies of stars are said to be hundreds and thousands of millions and billions of light years away, and so on. So, um, anyway, this is this is the mindset behind, you know, this. It all originated from K- Kabbalah, and and of course, the first biblical day. You know, which we we know was 24 hours. They say it was eight billion years. The second day was four billion years. The third day was two billion years. The fourth day was one billion years. The fifth day was a half a billion years, and the sixth day was a quarter of a billion years. And then you add all that up. Okay. Oh you, man, I'll tell you. You 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 couldn't have had heliocentric our evolution without the Kabbalah. Oh, absolutely. The the Kabbalah is the root. Of all this, and you know, now we're gonna I, we're gonna switch gears here. I, I just wanted to share that with my listeners because, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a very it's uh, a it's, uh, gentlemen. Yes, yes. Go, go ahead. Uh, look in the comment section there. Yeah, yeah. Videos. Yeah. Bala goes in NASA and basically comments. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll. Uh, I, I I'm not going to put that in right. You can do a Google search on Kabbalah goes to NASA, and you'll get a yeah. you'll get a YouTube. So anyway, I want to switch gears because I want to finish the broadcast now, um, and I want to go to uh, the 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 reason for this broadcast is uh, is the I came across a book 
the anti-gospel, the perversion of Christ's grace gospel by Edward Henry. Now, you know, we, last week we did the introduction and uh, also uh, 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 Edward Henry, he wrote the book uh, Solving the Mystery of Babylon the Great, Tracking the Beast from the Synagogue to the Vatican by Edward Henry. Now, I haven't wrote that, read that book and I haven't read this 600-page book that we're beginning, but we will by the, by the time we finish this uh, broadcast, by the time we f- this series in the broadcast, and it might take us a, a year or so, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, this is a 600-page book that, that when I got it, I, I, it, it really, I mean, I was st- I'm still amazed because it's, it's, it's 600 pages and it stays right on the target, you know. I mean, it's so important to understand, you know, to understand world affairs now, to understand uh, uh, what's going on in mystery, Babylon the Great, you've got to have a, you have to be deeply rooted in Christ, in the gospel. And, And there is a false gospel out there. This broadcast is not going to be a popular. This book is not a popular. I mean, this is six hundred pages of 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 of, of uh, exposing the anti-gospel, the free will, and Arminian gospel is what the book's about. And so we read the introduction last week, and of course you can uh, you can uh, uh, Google this and in in uh, in. Uh, and you, you you can get it up on the internet, you you know you know you can get a, a copy uh, a PDF copy for four dollars, but but I'm not selling books, but this this book is on the back of of a book that Larry and I did Michael DeSemblin's book, the the the, apost- the the found the foundations under attack. This is a, one of the reasons why this book hit me so hard, is because. The Foundations Under Attack, The Roots of Apostates by Michael DeSemblin lays the foundation. But this, this book is an encyclopedia uh, of, of what Michael DeSemblin gave us. You know, he gave us the, the foundation of Arminianism and free willism. So we're, we're going we're gonna, to, it's a real short chapter, Larry, and I'm going I'm to read the text and you read the scripture that the author has in between the paragraphs. The first okay. chapter is Paul warns about the anti-gospel. The anti-gospel was manifested by false teachers during the lives of the apostles. Paul warned in the book of Acts that grievous spiritual wolves would enter in among the Christian believers and pervert the gospel. Paul made clear that the true gospel that he preached was received of the Lord Jesus and is, in fact, the gospel of the grace of God. Paul explicitly stated that the true gospel is based upon God's sovereignty grace. He even refers to the gospel as the word of his grace. For Paul is so clear, clearly, Paul to, clear, to clearly label the gospel as a gospel of the grace of God and describe it as the word of his grace indicates that God's grace is the fundamental feature of the gospel. 
the false gospel about which Paul was warning must necessarily be founded upon something other than God's sovereign grace. And Larry is going to read from Acts 20, 24 to 32. Go ahead, Larry. Okay. Hold on a second. Now, is that in the scriptures you sent me? No, that's that's the first <laughs> chapter. The first chapter. You got the first chapter of the book up there? Hold on a second. Let me. Yeah, here it is. All okay. Right. It, it's, you know, it's, you know, I'm right. I, 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 I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yes. Um, but none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the Lord of God. And now behold, I know that all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. To Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you not sparing the flock, also of your own selves, shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Acts twenty twenty four through 32. And the author continues, but I wanted to say it again. The word of his grace, that, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Continuing in the book now. What was the nature of the corruption of the gospel that Paul warned about in Acts? In these letters to the Galatians, Paul explained more explicitly the nature of the false gospel that would be preached by the minions of Satan. Paul wrote to the Galatians regarding his concern for those who would be so soon removed from the gospel of the grace of Christ and follow after another gospel. The context of his letter suggests the nature of this new and different anti-gospel. Okay, and so he's, uh, he's, again, this is quoting from Scripture, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Galatians 1, 1, 6 through 12. 
Continued, Paul starts out by stating emphatically that he was an apostle, not of or by men, but by Jesus Christ and the God the Father. He sets the tone to the outset by stating a foundational principle of Christianity, the sovereign grace of God. In order to distinguish it from the theology of the false gospel being allowed by the Galatians, the context of Paul's admonition indicates that the nature of the false gospel to which the Galatians were following, notice that they were being removed from the grace of Christ to another gospel. That other gospel would be something other than the grace of Christ. Satan, who is the greatest adversary of God, can be expected to have theological doctrines which the contrary to the theology of God. The opposite of the sovereign grace of Christ would be the free will of man. Paul states that if any man preach any other gospel than the one that they have received from him, let him be accursed. Paul then asks a rhetorical question. For do I now persuade men or God? For do I now persuade men or God? Man-centered or God-centered? That question is a clear reference to the nature of the accused false gospel. The false gospel involves, involves the persuasion of free will of man. Paul's rhetorical question gives us another clue as to the nature of the false gospel. The false gospel involves the persuasion of God, that is, in the false gospel. Man, by his free will, will choose to be saved and thus persuades God to save him. Under the anti-gospel, instead of God sovereign choosing his elect, the sinner persuades God to save him. Paul makes clear that the gospel that he preached was not after man. What does he mean by the term, not after man? He means that the gospel of Christ is not a gospel which is based on free will of man. In the next sentence, he makes it clear that the gospel of Christ that he preaches is a gospel which is received by revelation of Jesus Christ. Just as the gospel was received by the revelation of Jesus Christ, so also is the salvation facilitated by revelation. And that revelation comes from Christ, from Jesus Christ, not man. Paul states clearly in verses 3 and 4 that Jesus came to deliver us from our sins, not according to our will, but rather according to the will of God and our Father. And he says, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 1, 3 through 4. The grace of God is the very heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anyone who preaches anything else is under a curse. In the midst of explaining that the true gospel is based upon the grace of God, Paul emphasized by repeating it twice that any man who preaches 
any other gospel is under a curse from God. <clears throat> but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, that ye have received, let him be a curse. Galatians 1, 8 through 9. <clears throat> well, that was the end of chapter 1. Um, you know, uh, I um, do you have any comments on the Larry on the ending of the chapter? Oh, I just think that uh, it's very clear. I mean, I think that Paul speaks in a very clear language. There's no symbolism here. <laughs> There's no uh, contradictions. There's no uh, uh, there's no metaphysics. There's no symbology. This is right to the point that. Jesus Christ is the one that did it all. And we had absolutely nothing to do with it. It was not by the will of man. It was by the will of God. Romans 10.3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Makes it very, very clear. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it does. And you know, the other thing too about this, and I think um, I was talking to another brother today about this very thing, and one of the things that I think we have to... <clears throat> remind ourselves of is that um, there's a scripture that says uh, who make a thee to differ okay and you know I want to make it really clear that those of us who hold to these do great doctrines of grace and the fact that God has revealed himself to us uh, in his love and in his grace and so on uh, all of those who are uh, dead in their trespasses and sin and who don't understand the truths of this gospel, um, they can't hear, they can't see, and they can't participate in this because they, it has not been revealed to them. But that we don't know when God may choose to reveal himself to those people just like he's revealed himself to us. So we need to remind ourselves of that, but we are to take a stand, you know, against teachings that are putting are man-centered and make man a cooperative agent with God. We are to take uh, we are to take a stand against those teachings. Yeah. Well, well, Larry, that uh, finishes uh, chapter one, and next week we're going to do. Uh, uh, satanic conspiracy and uh, before I close out here I want to remind uh, people that uh, on Thursday at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Nothing But The Truth on Michael Adams broadcast uh, he's going to be uh, interviewing uh, Edward Henry in, uh, on the book The Greatest Lie on Earth and uh, so I, uh, I, if you uh, need any help getting to the page, let me give me an email, and I I made an entry page, so I'm looking forward to 
uh, listening to uh, the interview on Thursday with uh, on Michael Adams' broadcast. So with that, I'm just going to close for the day, and then I'm going to open up the mics so everybody that's here uh, just stay put. And uh, uh, if uh, the guests here, we have guests three, five, and seven, you can, if you have unlimited long distance, you can call in, and if you'd like to uh, fel- do some f- fellowship with us, and um, also, uh, uh, or if you have a mic, you can talk right through your talks you uh, the talks you call. So with that, uh, I, I, I uh, thanks Larry for uh, being here. Uh, I in uh, in uh, fellowshipping. I think this is a a, a real. Uh, probably the most important at the times we live right now to fully understand the true gospel versus the anti-gospel. So I'm going to close it out for right now. We'll see you next week. Not, no, no, I mean, don't go anywhere. Go, go anywhere. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.